What the fuck is up, you guys? I'm your host, Girl Behind the Mic, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Let's Be Honest Podcast. It's been a minute since you guys had a solo episode. I feel like the last several episodes in the huge gaps between them have just been me with um with some guests, so I'm actually pretty excited to be back one-on-one with you guys, talking to y'all the way that I used to. Um, so... I'm going to touch on a couple of things this episode. One, where the fuck have I been, right? I know you guys have all um, been wondering, like, bitch, where's the consistency? Where, Where is the content? Like, we need it. I know, I know. I'm sorry for forsaking you guys. I'm sorry for leaving y'all. Um, you know, I just had to get my mind right. I had to get some things juggled. And if you're creative... Um, you know, sometimes whenever you're giving a lot of yourself to many different avenues that um, sometimes you can start to feel a little lost. Sometimes you can lose your inspiration. And, you know, the whole thing with potting is uh, if I'm not interested in doing it and if I don't sound or seem enthusiastic about it, you guys can hear it in my voice. And don't nobody want to listen to someone that sounds hella boring, right? Like that sounds like they don't want to be here. So yeah, I I made it a thing to where it's like, if I'm not into it, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to drop content. Now, some may say, bitch, push through. We want to hear it anyway, which I'm working on that for like, you know, upcoming episodes and everything like that. Still putting things out for you guys. But whenever, you know, if I'm not in the mindset, if I'm not in the mood, if I don't feel that genuine like love and everything that I that I basically started this whole thing for, I felt like it, it's no point in me going ahead and drop because who, who the fuck want to listen to that? Like, nobody wants to hear that shit. But I've been feeling more inspired and I'm in such a better place in life right now. And that makes me super happy. And so I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to push out some content for you guys. Um, so I guess I'm moving to the next thing. How have I been? I've been great. I've been really great. Um, for those of you who didn't know, uh, last year, my boyfriend was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and that took a big toll on me, him, of course, um, the family, everything like that. And so it was it was hard for me. Um, and it, it was everything, you know, obviously, that's a touchy situation. Um glory be to God, you know, praise God that he he finished chemo and they haven't found anything and he was able to come return back here this year. Um, this summer he was able to move back uh, and get re-enrolled in school and to do the damn thing. So my man is back and a bitch is happy about it, all right? Um, so last year, you know, it was it was kind of hard, and I was doing a lot of either he was coming here to see me or I was going out there to see him, and it was just kind of making everything work. And, um, you know, despite a crazy situation like that, we both can honestly say that uh, it, um, you know, it really put things into perspective. One, relationship-wise, it put things into perspective as, like, the petty shit that people argue about and the, the petty things that you get upset with your man or your significant other about, and you're like, mm, do I need to be with somebody else? Da, 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 da. You know, just all the things that you think about, all of that shit really gets put on the back burner when some crazy shit like that happens. You know, you start to really think of the importance of, you know, because not to be, you know, a little, uh, like, not to be a pessimist here, but 
whenever somebody gets diagnosed with stage four cancer, it's one of those things to where survival, that shit pops in your head. And at the end of the day, you know, I had these conversations with him, but it's like when, when things are life or death situations, you start to think of how minuscule all the bullshit was, you know? And so, yeah, basically, uh, we were able to, you know, focus on what really mattered and hone in. We was able to look at the world as a perspective, especially when you're used to just being given shit. You know, we get a little entitled. There's a lot of college students, you know, you're in school and you're just doing the damn thing, barely getting by because you're entitled to it. You're like, yeah, I'm here and I'm doing what I can, blah, 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 make excuses for yourself, all that good shit. But then when you're diagnosed with something or when something life-changing like that happens to you and you're forced to be at home, move back home and not have the freedom that you had, not be able to work on your potential career and take classes, um, not even be able to know if you're going to live to see another year or to, you know, you're in and out of chemo. And, you know, there was days and wake up in the morning, go with him to chemo and be there for about six hours, just laying there, holding his hand and just sleeping there while, you know, he's, he's going through everything that he was going through. And for both him and myself, it was one of those things to where you just realize the importance of life. You realize what matters to you. You realize all of that, you know, all those good things. And so despite it being crazy and very unfortunate situation, it was one of those things that was a blessing in disguise because he was able to come back here and work hard and keep in mind and keep everything in the front of his mind, like where he wants to be, what he wants to do and what life matters or means to him. Um, same for, same for myself. And it both unleashed a different type of strength in the both of us. Um, and so, yeah, I had all that going on. And, uh, like I said, my man's back, he's good, he's healthy, everything we know of and continue to pray that he remains healthy and we doing the damn thing. Um, that being said, a bitch is happy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy and, um, just happy with where I am in life. Um, Moving on to the next thing. A bitch is finally about to graduate. Yes, yes, I know. All that good shit, right? Um, December 13th is the day I cross that stage um, and get my bachelor's degree. It's been a long time coming. It's been a journey. It's been... uh, everything that you can imagine. I know a lot of times, a lot of episodes, I didn't really discuss a lot of things that was happening in school um, because this was my outlet. And man, let me tell you, it's been a long time coming. I'm a, I'm going to do a little separate series and a whole conversation on college and all the shit that I've been through and how to help others avoid the mistakes that I had to, and me and that, avoid the mistakes of me and many other um, students had to go through. Like, so people can avoid that and just do better. You know, when you know better, you do better. Some things, of course, people are hard-headed. You got to learn for yourself. But definitely going to put that knowledge out there and have conversation about that. So we're not talking about that in this episode. But, yes, December 13th is the date. Um, and, yeah, I'll be crossing that stage. And uh, I got my internship. Super excited about that. It was just, it's at a site where I was really excited to work with um, and make a difference. And so everything is falling into place. I've been telling so many people around me, like, 2020 is the fucking year, like, period. Like, yes, gra- technically, I'm, I'm crossing 2019. But, you know, 
December 13th. That's just a month away, not even a full month away from the new year. Come 2020, I'll be a college graduate. I'll have my internship and it's paid. So I'll bitch will have a job. Okay. Um, and just so many things just on the right track. I just feel like there's so many great things in store for so many people around me. I feel like a lot of people have been grinding in a year of realization, a year of uncomfortability, a year of change, and to just, you know, push forward, move on, and, you know, tap in, chase the bag, all that good shit. Um, so that's what everything was. And matter of fact, I just got my internship. I got my, you know, accepted. I accepted on last Thursday. Or was it last Friday? It was either last Thursday or Friday. And um, I was super happy about that. And my friends, some of my best friends, you know, they graduated last year and everything like that. Told them the great news. We were all excited. And we had already bought tickets to Mala Luna Fest, which was going to take place Saturday and Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, I got the great news Saturday and Sunday. Oh, it was time to turn the fuck up. So let's get into it. Let's talk about Malaluna. So first off, Malaluna Fest. I attended last year with one of my homegirls and one of my business partners. She's the one, um, Avante. Uh, you probably see me post about her. She has a whole photography studio in um, Houston called the Space Center. So check her out. Um, She's dope. She had took me to Malaluna Fest last year. It was my first festival. It was super dope. Um, and so this year, you know, I seen the lineup. Everything was, you know, looked great. And some of my other friends decided, like, oh, let's go. I'll come out there. Because, you know, they live they live away. So they had to travel out here, get a hotel and all that good shit. And I was like, man, fuck it. Let's do it. Like, this semester has been so hectic and crazy for anybody knows. I mean, shit, even graduation time in high school was hectic. So you can imagine how it is with college and you're still balancing all your actual courses and just so much shit. I've been so focused lately, um, just grinding, focused, trying to finish strong and do everything and set myself up for success. And so I've been working and working and working. And so it was one of those things where it's like all of us need to get away. They need to get away from their work life and everything like that and just adulting and everything. So it was like this was the perfect weekend, especially after the weekend of my great news. So it was a really a time to celebrate. So um, Saturday had a really dope lineup. I'm not going to tell you guys the entire lineup for both of these days, but I'm going to tell you the people that I was interested in. Uh, so Frito Gang, so one of the people starting off the uh, lineup, Frito Gang, super dope. I played their song on one of my earlier episodes. I can't remember what the hell I'll be doing in these episodes, y'all. It's, it's been a long time, and I've run my mouth a lot, but... Frito Gang is super dope, a uh, group out of San Antonio. You may see me post about them on um, Instagram sometimes or promoting their shit. Uh, the twins also sometimes DJ. They used to DJ at Cheese Man. Now they DJ at Midnight Swim. They're super dope. I would not lie to you guys. They're amazing. My favorite project from them is the Are You Listening album. Dope. Uh, they have a newer release one, and I don't know. I'm just biased to that first one. That was the first album I heard of theirs, and I instantly fell in love. Um, the cover art is some titties. That's, you know, enough said. Like, they're dope. Check them out. Anyway, so was interested in Fruital Gang, Danny Lay, uh, Summer Walker, YG, and Russ. That was Saturday. 
and Sunday was who was oh yeah so 10k cash um Meg the Stallion you already know already know how to go throw some ass for Meg uh Ari Lennox amazing the baby Playboy Cardi and yeah that's that's who I was excited for so let's start it off with Saturday as much as I can remember, okay, y'all, because I ain't gonna lie, a bitch got pretty fucking lit. I'm keeping a buck with y'all. Um, yeah, so Saturday was start off great. So my outfit, y'all, y'all been gassing a bitch up. Let me tell you, but my I ain't gonna lie to you, my outfit was fucking flames. All right, fire. Um, <laughs> so my outfit was inspired by the queen herself, uh, Rico Nasty. I love Rico. Um, I seen an episode, not episode, I seen an outfit of hers on her Instagram when she was going to some concert or festival, um, and she was on tour, I'm pretty sure, and I decided to recreate that, and I got my outfit from Dolls Kill, and I had a, it, it was super cute, um, I'm gonna actually be posting pictures on my profile on Instagram, and probably Twitter too, over these next couple of days, so stay on the lookout for those, because I'm telling you, a bitch was festival mommy and that whole, like, I, I kind of, you know, I snapped, to be honest. Did what needed to be done. Anyway. <laughs> so, looked cute as hell. Got their outfits on. Me and my girls all got, you know, looked cute. We had our outfits. Went to the concert. So, first off, we got two bottles of Duce. Because driving a boat for Meg, duh. Like, her influence, the power. So, got two bottles of Duce. Pulled up at the concert. Um, but pulled up at the festival, had to park on the side. Y'all don't give a fuck about the parking. Just know, you know, we teed up. We had to pregame, drink our shit, walk through, and it was super fun. It was super, super dope. Um, festival, see, I'm a bitch who gets anxiety. So festivals and the crowds, like, if I'm too far into the crowd and, like, all those people, like, squeezing you, pushing you, you can barely breathe, you can't even throw ass, like... I don't like that, but at the same time, I like to be close enough to see, but I'm going to keep it real. These crowds were, it was so huge to where if you weren't already in a pretty decent position when the act that you were trying to see was going on stage, and then either you was going to fight your way to the middle, you damn sure wasn't going to make it to the front. And yeah, so Summer Walker, you know, she went, okay, so let's, let's get into the tea real quick. I, uh, so Summer Walker, a lot of people, and even just recently on social, so on social media, a lot of people like to talk shit about Summer Walker because it's pretty obvious that she has social anxiety. You know, things where she has to be do like a big appearance or like a, so like NPR Tiny Desk, she looked really uncomfortable. I watched another performance of hers, I think from like Beats One or somewhere, something like that on YouTube. You can see in her eyes and her face that she's uncomfortable. It's pretty known that she gets social anxiety and performing isn't necessarily her strong suit unless she could be fully in her element. So I'm talking like at her concert with nice lighting, have candles, probably burn sage, like all that good shit. Like it's, and I feel it because that's the type of person that I would be, especially when my anxiety used to act up a lot more. Um, and so yeah, she already doesn't have, like, the biggest, like, the greatest reputation when it comes to performances. And, I mean, of course, she's not a full-blown, like, performer, like, entertainer. Like, you're not expecting a fucking, like, 
now obviously nobody really compares to Beyonce when it comes to performing like but I'm just saying like how Beyonce will put on a show whether it was with like just homecoming you know you had the band you had all this different stuff you had choreography all the good shit don't you're not gonna you know don't expect that from summer so I wasn't expecting that but her performance at this festival didn't really do her any justice. Uh, it didn't make her case any better. So her set was supposed to come on at 5.30, um, from 5.30 to 6.15. And she didn't come on until probably about 5.55, 5, 6 o'clock. Um, again, I was pretty lit. So after, <laughs> once Summer started performing, that's when I was peaking, basically. So um don't expect too many exacts from me, but I remember before everything hit, it was about 20 minutes. And I remember like, damn, like the crowd is here. It's been 20 minutes. Where is summer? Is summer going to come out? You know, the DJ or they kept having somebody come out, try to hype the crowd, but she didn't really come out. You know, she brought out the stripper pose, the portable pose for her girls. They started doing their little warm ups or whatever. So we knew she had to be in a building, but yes, it was about 20, 25 minutes before she even came out at, you know, for her set. And, uh, oh, one thing I forgot. How can I fucking forget? Rick Ross and Miguel also uh, performed on Saturday. So keep that in mind. Anyway, so Summer Walker, she came out mad late. Um, she did some of her songs. You know, she expressed that she was a little upset with um, the way things were going. And during middle of one of her songs, you know, she stopped. She stopped singing. was like, is there an auto-tune on this mic? Like. And um, she was like, yeah, this this is auto-tune in this bitch, y'all. Y'all got me sounding like T-Pain in this bitch. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny because, honestly, I I couldn't hear the auto-tune for sure. But when the minute she said you got to sound like T-Pain in this bitch, I don't know. But for whatever reason, the auto-tune hit hella heavy. Like, she did sound like fucking T-Pain. You could tell that she was hella auto-tune. She was really annoyed with that and her sound. Oh, her quality of sound. It sound, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear at all. Um, and I think, I'm pretty sure when she first got on stage, that's what she was she was voicing, that she was upset about because her, her quality, the sound wasn't good. Plus, they had auto-tune on the shit, and it just wasn't straight. They weren't really able to fix it. And I know at a point in time, she was just like, all right, well, fuck it then. Like, y'all y'all help me sing this song with me. And that's when she did Session 32. Or is it called Studio 32? Session 32. Yeah, that's my fucking song. You know, the one, Threw Away My Love Letters? Yes. Um... That one, the one that starts with saying that, or throw away your love letters, thought it'd make me feel better. Anyway, so, you know, her music is her music. Like, we love her fucking music. So regardless, when she was finally actually singing it and everything, everybody was singing their heart out. It was a fucking vibe, especially when you were lit. But I do remember there's a point in time to where all of a sudden the sound got super clear, like super clear. And I remember me and my homegirls looking around like, oh, I guess they fixed her sound. Man, I got on my tippy toes. Her ass wasn't even on stage no more. She didn't, you know, she didn't, uh, what's the word? Uh, I guess she didn't close out her performance. She didn't say, all right, you guys, thank you for having me. Um, despite the sound situation, um, come see me in concert or blah, blah, blah. She didn't say any of that. She didn't excuse herself. She, just, she didn't really formally dismiss herself. It was like she sang session 32 and that was it. She just up and dipped off stage. So that was kind of disappointing. And to me, it was just a little unprofessional even. Like, came out hella late. Um, 
was frustrated. I get it, but could at least close out the show properly. But you know, I still fucking love her. So, you know, hey, you you live and you you learn through your first couple performances and everything like that. Um, Rick Ross, he was fucking dope. I didn't get to see much of his performance at all because me and my homegirl had to run out to the car at that time. And by the time we like ran out to the car, did what we needed to do in the car, came back, it was just like really late and it took a majority of time. So we didn't really get to see that. Um, but I'm sure Rick Ross did amazing. It sounded like he did great. YG, he did great. His show was fucking funny. Uh, he was trying to get some bitch to show her titties and then... He was low-key disappointed when he found out that the, the show was all ages versus 18 and plus. Um, because if it was 18 and up, he definitely would have some wild shit going on. But since it was all ages, he was trying to keep it cool. Uh, he also told everybody who, you know, before he did the fuck Donald Trump song, he told everybody who didn't, if you fuck with Donald Trump, get the fuck out of his concert, basically. Get the fuck out, out of his set. Um, he asked some white boy if he fucked with Donald Trump. That nigga said, I don't know. He pulled old dude on stage. Y'all probably seen the clips going on, uh, like going viral and shit on Twitter, Instagram, but pulled old dude on stage, told him to say his first name, last name, and say he ain't fuck with Donald Trump. Old dude refused, and then he kicked him off the stage, and I assume kicked him out of his little set. Couldn't kick him out the whole fucking festival because it's not his concert, but pretty sure he kicked him out of that. Uh, and Miguel, let me tell you something. Unfortunately, wasn't able to hear Miguel because, to be real, I'm going to keep it a bug with y'all. I got a little too lit during YG. Didn't throw up or nothing like that. But it got to the point to where it's like my body, I was, one, tired as hell. Like, my body was drained. Like, my back was hurting, feet was hurting. The lights, there were so many lights, I promise you. It felt like I was going to fuck around and have, have a seizure or some shit. The lights were, like, driving me crazy. The noise level... I don't know. There was just a point in time to where, like, I got really lightheaded and, like, damn near started to, like, black out. Um, I'm fine. It's cool. <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened to me, especially at a concert setting. Um, I don't know if it's about the crowd. I don't know if it's the lights in the crowd, the lights, the crowd standing on my feet. I'd, being lit to that, um, I don't know. But I had got really lit and... Like I said, I felt like for a second I was about to pass out. My ears started ringing and everything. Um, so I had to sit my black ass down, <laughs> get some water, get some food, and chill out. Um, and then so after that, which that happened at like towards the end of YG set. So in the beginning when Miguel was coming on, me and my girls was kind of like, oh, you know, we're kind of tired anyway. Like it's about that time to wrap it up because we know we were doing day two. Um, so wrapping it up with Miguel sounds amazing. Like amazing when I tell you even all the way to like where we parked our car which was down the street in front of somebody's house you could still hear him perfectly perfectly and to that I will say I could understand how frustrating it would be for somebody like Summer Walker because it's like why why was her sound quality so fucked off obviously is it because she's not on the same level as Miguel in terms of like you know he was a fucking headliner is is that the reason why? Like, because his sound was impeccable from miles and miles away. Meanwhile, her sound her sound was shitty from right there. Like, standing in the crowd, you could still... I could hear myself singing way better than I could hear her. And it sounded muffled. And so, I could see that being frustrated as a new act because it's like, as a festival, are y'all... 
I understand everybody's want to cater to the people with more, um, who's been in the game longer, who got like kind of like seniority type shit. Like I get it, but like doesn't make it right. Anyway, Miguel sound phenomenal. Um, and yeah, we ended up going home and well, not going home, but going to the hotel, you know, that was cool. Do whatever you do. Okay, cool. So Sunday got dressed, got cute again. Um, yeah, pulled up to the concert, uh, <laughs> and it was so, so let me tell you, we were a little late, and everything was running behind, and the lines for day two were crazy, I honestly feel like everybody came for Meg, I, I do, I don't know, I could be biased, but I feel like everybody came for Meg, the lines were crazy, it took about maybe like 30 minutes to get through, oh, and security was a lot tighter on day two, I'll say that, they were strict as fuck. Day one, they were keeping it cute. Day two, they weren't letting you bring nothing in that bitch. Nothing. Um, so, unfortunately, as soon as we got through security, Meg was already on her set for 4.15. She was already starting to um, perform. So, you know, we ran to the back wherever we could get, bust our way, like, you know, push our way kind of through the crowd a little bit. Um Everybody be tall as shit, so I could barely really see unless like on my tippy toes. But when I stood on my toes and recorded my phone, I could see enough to where my little videos, you know, you could see her. Anyway, she did great. She was on time. She was lit the whole time. Like brought brought some hotties on stage to throw that ass. But at least she did like two or three rounds of that. So she brought people on. That was dope. Um Meg was Meg, honestly. She's she was everything that she looks like on YouTube or or everything else. She performed, she did what needed to be done. She sounded like herself. Everybody knew the lyrics. It was dope. Had a huge crowd. And truth be told, she should have been a headliner. Unless her schedule didn't make up for it. I know on Saturday she did pretty sure Saturday Night Live, so that was amazing. Um pretty sure it was SNL. Wasn't it with Jimmy Fallon? I'm sorry, y'all. Look, this this ain't that type of podcast where you come to me try to get all that type of information. But just know she was doing something like that, either with Jimmy Fallon, SNL, maybe they're the same. But she did phenomenal there. So Sunday, she should have been a headliner, but whatever. They gave her 30 minutes, 4.15 and 4.45, and she did amazing that full 30 minutes. Right after her, the baby was supposed to come on, and the baby was late. He was late, too. Um, when he got on there on stage, he did apologize and said that uh, said that the police was fucking with him. Wouldn't let him be great or whatever like that. Um, he brought on 10K cash, and they did what needed to be done. Uh, the baby during that time... Yeah, he he had a great he, sorry y'all. He had a, he had a great set. Uh, I was so far away that I couldn't see him. At during a point, during a part of his set, I had to go sit down, starting to feel a little lightheaded again. Um, not not I didn't feel the way that I felt the day before. This one was more so of a I'm tired and I was hot as hell. I had a turtleneck on and I started to feel overheated. It was super hot on fucking Sunday. Like it got stupid hot. And I was like, all right, I need to sit down real quick for the baby. I could still hear him. I was still in the crowd, just against the little side or whatever. He was cool, did great. And, yeah, after the baby, we were like, uh, y'all trying to eat? Like, we were fucking hungry. So 
You know, after that Playboy Cardi came on, then it was Juice World and Diplo. We damn sure wasn't on stage for Diplo. Um, so we really ain't fuck with Juice World like that either. So only person we were contemplating staying for was Playboy Cardi, which we heard that this would be his first time performing in San Antonio. So we thought that'd be dope. But again, after the baby's performance, we were hungry. We were a little tired and my my friends had to leave like from the concert and drive straight back to Dallas. So it was also one of those things where it was like, okay, well, how late are we really trying to stay with keeping in mind they had, they still had to get on the road and travel about, what, five hours, four or five hours? So after being out all day and then out all day and night, then, you know, the day before. So, you know, got our little food, got in a car, went our separate ways, everybody went home. Overall, Malaluna Fest was great. Oh, whoa, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. I apologize. Hold on. After Meg the Stallion, it was Ari Lennox. So after Meg, we had to rush over to Ari's side. And she was before the baby. So it was Meg at one stage, Ari Lennox at the other stage. And then right after Ari was the baby at the next stage. How could I miss that? So... Ari, she had the best performance. I'd say she had the best performance out of the whole festival, but I wasn't, I wouldn't be fair because I didn't say for everybody's set because uh, Miguel sounded phenomenal, like I said, but I didn't say for his entire set to actually see how great he did. But let me tell you something, for Ari Lennox to be new, obviously I know that by the time you make it to this point, you're only but so new, but I still like she's still pretty She's mainstream. This is, I feel like this is one of the first years she's really been mainstream. So she did phenomenal. When I say fucking phenomenal, like Ari did it what needed to be done. And you know what? She didn't come out there with a gaudy outfit. And I said, no, don't get me wrong. There's nothing will come out there in a gaudy outfit. None of them came out in a gaudy outfit. But I'm just saying, like, she came out, I'm pretty sure it was a Nike tech fucking outfit she or like she had her nike pretty sure it was like nike pro leggings and a nike like shirt and she looked amazing her hair was pretty sure in a ponytail or a bun natural hair she looked and it was a thing it was a thing to where it's like it wasn't about her looks you could tell she came out there to sing and that's what the fuck she did her sound was impeccable she had a um a guitarist on stage who did the damn thing. Let me tell you, it was it was amazing. Her personality, that soft-spoken-ass, beautiful voice hers. You know, she was speaking. She was introducing her songs. Um, you know, she even had it, not a couple jokes. She's not a fucking comedian on stage. But, you know, she showed her personality. Like, like she was like, yeah, you know, this song is about cyber sex like have any of y'all you know like she was like have y'all didn't y'all had to go get some dick in your car like she she's so relatable she talks about sex and hey you know you know y'all know that's what I like and her voice that girl that woman has talent yes we've all seen her you know singing on YouTube yes we all seen even her fucking like, we've, we've seen her online, but in person, it's the same exact thing. That vibrato of hers, that is a vibrato that only singers have. It's so soulful and, like, 
I, I'm sorry, y'all. I love her. I love her. She did amazing. She wasn't coming up there just strictly worried about her looks. No, she came out there to sing and give a show, and that's what she did. That's exactly what she did. And she did great from start to finish, period. Then that's when the baby went on. And then that's when it was like, okay, got our shit and then went home. So overall, Malalona was great. It came at a great time. This is like the middle of like fall. So this was a great break for me and my homegirls. A break from me for school, a break for work for them. Like life has been stressful and piling up. So one, we got to reunite, which doesn't happen too often because we live different places. And two... We got to turn the fuck up and see all those dope-ass performers for, you know, for our money. and Got to get cute and just be able to link up and just have a great time. So I enjoyed myself. I really did. Um, I wish I, you know, I hope Summer Walker goes on tour again or something because, unfortunately, she's having a show in Austin on Halloween. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> Depending on when I drop this, to, right now is it's the day before Halloween, so I don't know if I'm dropping it to tomorrow if that's the case, Halloween day, but it might be too late anyway. And also, she had her show, has her show for on Halloween, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make it. Didn't get my tickets, and I hope this isn't her first and last tour like she's claiming, uh, because I love her music, but she also seemed like she's not fucking with this fame shit. Seem like she has anxiety out the ass and it's affecting her. She doesn't look really happy in her eyes and shit like that. So I'm hoping this isn't her last one, but, you know, obviously put her mental health and everything first. I wish the best luck to her, but I do hope that I'll get to actually see her in concert one day because I thought my Luna was going to do her justice and it, it didn't, especially since she came out late and that whole thing and sound wasn't right. It just wasn't the summer walker experience that a lot of us expected to get. But other than that, man, look, the festival was dope. I'm not mad at anybody. Shout out to, I think Scoremore was a part of this. Um, shout out to everybody who helped put together Mala Luna Fest. It was the second year that I went to Mala Luna and pretty sure y'all only had four years. Two out of four, this is great, great lineup, especially for San Antonio. I feel like San Antonio don't get a lot of uh, the same love from artists and when it comes to touring and shit like that, San Antonio sleep on, hell, it's slept on. I even sleep on San Antonio, goddamn. I used to hate San Antonio. I hate going to San Antonio, but now I've been a lot more plugged in with all the creatives, uh, more of the creatives and finding more places. Hell, even found me some goddamn soul food because at first I used to think there was only Mexican food in San Antonio. Not, okay, literally there's other food, but like it's such Hispanic based out there. And don't get me wrong, anybody who knows me know I love me some goddamn Mexican food. But I've been able to find some dope black-owned restaurants and spots in San Antonio too. So San Antonio's just been showing me a lot of uh, a lot of different sides of it I guess I will say so um yeah I I had a great time I had a great time if you guys have the opportunity to go to Malaluna Fest next year I'd say do it why not get your squad together prepare for those two days prepare for everything that you need and go it was fucking great and it was a great way to get out so I'm gonna stop running my mouth because I feel like it's getting redundant y'all get it I had a good time <laughs> 
it was cool. Oh, one of the only things I would say is it would be nice if they could actually play like have a DJ spinning music at each stage when there's not an artist actually performing on stage, like between stage sets, because they really wasn't playing music like that. And it was just kind of like, oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure they did it last year, so I don't know what happened this year. Um, but anyway, like I said, I'm still talking about it. Y'all get it. I had a great time. It was fun. The performances, the performances were great. All that good shit. And yeah, that wraps up the end of this episode of Hashtag Let's Be Honest Podcast. Thank y'all for fucking with me. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. I love y'all. And, you know, catch up on my last episodes. I'm telling you, sometimes I even feel like my first couple episodes are the best episodes. So feel free to go back and listen to those bitches. Listen to this one. Share the shit. You know, and tag me if you're listening to my podcast, like, or if you want to post it about it, please tag me so I can shout you out and, you know, post that shit too. Like, I appreciate the love. Uh, thank y'all for whoever's been putting me on different podcast lists for people to listen to. I know sometimes it's hard for me to say my thank yous to everyone, but I really, 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 really mean that shit. I ain't trying to be on no phony, fake ass industry type bullshit. Uh, none of that humble as fuck so i appreciate it i appreciate it i appreciate anybody that takes the time out of your day to listen to me and talk about my bullshit um so yeah like the episode retweet the episode even if you feel like it might not be for you it might be for somebody else that follows you so retweet like uh share if you really fuck with the girl you can go on uh Insta- not instagram on apple podcast and rate my podcast I mean, shit, I guess you can still rate it and give me feedback even if you don't fuck with me so I can do better. So, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys again. Um, And I'll hit y'all and listen to y'all. Well, not fucking listen to y'all. Y'all listen to me next time. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Stay safe.